1: Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, we're going to take it to yet another level with my favorite topic. Yes, that's route density. I just love me some route density. It just makes me so much cash. I just don't know what else to say, um, but... I've talked about this quite a few times now. The last episode was uh, route density 3.0. So we'll call this route density 4.0. Why not? Right. Let's just keep it going. Keep it rolling here for you guys. It's all about just sharing whatever I learn, whatever I, uh, maybe struggled with, or just came out the gate with a good idea and it worked well, or something I learned from a peer or mentor, whatever, all of the above. That's what this podcast is all about. Trying to share those ideas thoughts and ideas and experiences from myself, as well as guests that I have on the uh, podcast as well. Uh, But today it's just going to be me, myself and and I um, on this IBG episode in between guests going to be having a lot of guest episodes. I can only imagine that I'll be pumping out soon because um, I before, well, at the time of this recording, I have not yet gone. see, I always get so confused with that and Paul and I go back and forth and you know get, get we uh, get sidetracked on each other's podcasts or whatever talking about well, this is gonna come out afterwards. they're already gonna know this and all these kind of things. But uh, at any rate, the timelines kind of get wacky. so and, and and then you know someone could be listening to this episode like five months from now or something. so it's like totally irrelevant. But at any rate, just to those of you that are listening to this episode in real time, when it actually comes out, uh, I will have already been at the Launcherpreneur Live Academy. Uh, uh, Academy, I'm sorry, Launcherpreneur Academy Live. There we go. Gosh, it's not a tongue twister, but it's been a long day. I've been saying that a lot lately. I've been doing a lot of things. It's been a crazy year. I think all of us ha- can agree to different extents of how crazy our life and business and everything has been uh, this year. So I, I am no, uh, no different from that. I'm, i I have not been, um, immune to that. So I've definitely have a lot of things going on, <clears throat> trying to get a lot of content, trying to do a lot of different activities. Um, sorry, I had to get a little sip of water there. Uh, Again, like I said, it's been a long day. So, um, you know, it's at the end of the day here. Uh, we're, we're winding down the season. Um, it's, uh, you know, we're kind of like it's the transitional thing here in central Virginia. We've got leaves falling, the grass is still growing, but it's slowing down. We had our first frost the end of last week. So after that, the grass pretty much gets shocked and starts slowing down. But then again, but but, but then we come back this week. Now we're back up in the mid 60s, to, mid to upper 60s. We might push 70 sometime in the middle of the week again. I mean, that's only in Virginia. We, we say that all the time around here because it can be nice and warm or a borderline hot and then it can go super cold, just kind of like in the middle of the winter, even though this is technically still fall. But I mean, it's just the weather is kind of all over the place, but it's better than New York State where I used to live. No offense to all you New Yorkers. I'm a diehard born and raised New Yorker, but I am an outdoor person that love all four seasons for more than five minutes. So that's why I, you know, wanted to live further south. My wife is also from New York, felt the same way. One of many things we had in common. So we always wanted to kind of move further south. I wanted to go to Florida. She thought that was too much, too far, too hot all the time. She thought somewhere in the middle, like Carolinas, uh, Virginia, that whole general area where it's a little more central and you get all four seasons for, like I said, more than five minutes. Uh, You know, in New York, it's hot or cold. That's pretty much it. And sometimes you get all four seasons in one day. Uh, in 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 New York, and and then then you transition back into one of the only two that you have hot or cold. So we we like all four seasons and being able to be outside as much as possible. That's why we're in Virginia. Anyway, I digress to say all that to say that we have more of a transition uh, of our seasons here than than what I've been seeing a lot lately from some of my more northern friends, and uh, you know maybe even a little more west. Um, where they just kind of go, you know, they have a very small leaf season, you know, they've already stopped mowing, you know, like the beginning of November, they're done mowing for the most part, unless it's been unseasonably warm for them or something. But everyone's pretty much done mowing and leaves are falling and they're just right into leaves and they're scrambling to get leaves done before it starts snowing, you know, probably in December or something, maybe even the end of November, you know, so they have a really short Window to get all this done. Where here in central Virginia, we're milking all that stuff for 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 all it's worth because we don't get much snow. And even if we do, it melts and we're back at you know back at wherever we were at before. You know, back to the leaf cleanup. So we usually go all the way through January, from November to January, with leaves because all of the different types of trees that we have here, they just kind of drop them and drop them and drop them and drop them. They don't all dump them all at once, and they don't panic and you know, drop a whole bunch and then a whole bunch more and then a whole bunch more. It's 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 a gradual, which which is good, I guess, right? From a, from a job security standpoint or, or whatever, um, you know, because you have more steady work instead of it just being all rush, rush, rush. But again, it's just kind of whatever you have to deal with in your area, and your market and so on. So we don't have a whole lot of snow. So that's not something we really prepare for or have to deal with a whole lot. I mean, we do get it. Just, you know, our average snowfall is nine inches, Every year. So sometimes we get that all in one in one event. And sometimes it's just kind of an inch here, or a couple inches there, and it just kind of spread out throughout the uh, the season. Um, and, you know, you, if you have commercial properties, you're putting salt down or, or you're even plowing if it's two or three inches or more, you know, things like that. So you're still making money. But you know, from a residential standpoint, you're, you're, you're not really doing a whole lot with that. But anyway, we are in the transition time right now, so leaves are falling, grass is still growing, but things are winding down with grass cutting and then kind of gearing up just full time with leaves and all that. So we got all that going on. Um, where was I going with all that, right? So... <laughs> Oh, I think I was saying that it's it's busy. You know, we got a lot going on. Still hitting the ground running. You know, still living the high off of the GIE plus Expo experience that we had. Um, soon to be Equip or will, is now the Equip Expo in 2022. So uh, that was exciting times. And we go right into LAL 21 Brian Fullerton's event, L'Entrepreneur Academy Live. It's an all day event, but I mean, of course, just like the GIE, people are getting there early and staying there late. Right? People are coming in on Friday. Some people might even be coming in on Thursday, but at the very least, I think just about everyone comes in on Friday, including myself, because it's, you know, it, it's a conference that starts on, on Saturday at like 8am or whatever it is. So, I mean, you're not going to fly in or drive in right before that, that's super early. So most people are, I think all people, unless you're, you're actually in Michigan and you're that local and you can literally just, you know, get up, get ready and have some breakfast and head on over to the, uh, to the showcase, uh, to the center over there and, and just, you know come right to the the event but everyone else is flying in or driving in the night before uh, some earlier than others and spend the whole day or whatever and then some are staying till sunday to uh you know to do more fun things or whatever or just flying out sunday morning such as myself so i will be there is the whole point to this super long intro (laughs) is that i will be there again i went there uh, last year in 2020 um, and I'll be there again in 2021. This is the third year. I didn't go the first year in 2019. I had a lot of other things, a lot of personal things going on in my life. I almost didn't go to the J.E. but it was so important to me. And all the events that I was doing, a new event, um, the the live panel that I was doing, in addition to keeping the rally going for everyone and bringing the community together and just having a good time. And I'm glad I did go because it helped lift my spirits and and, and I had a really great time. And it just continued to add to the next um, GIE, which was last year, we had to skip 2020 because of the pandemic, um, and we uh, had it just just now in 2021, and and it was fantastic. It was even bigger and better than 2019 for me and for everyone else that went there, including the expo itself and so on. But uh, the the bottom line is, I just didn't feel up to doing anything else other than the GIE. I really, like I said, I barely did that, so I didn't go to Brian's event. I regret it, of course, after the fact, after I saw the great uh, content coming out and everyone that went, you know, I was just really out of touch, you know, that, that that year, especially towards the end there. But so I went last year and I'm going in this year. It's the third year. So I've gone two out of three. It's, it's a great time last year. It's going to be a great time this year. And I'm going to be getting a lot of podcasts in as well as the ultimate thing, right? If you remember me starting to say that there's going to be a lot more interviews coming down the road. Uh, So it will not just be, you know, IBG, you know, um, episodes. There'll be a lot of great topics and discussion, obviously talking about LAL 2021 and different experiences there. But also, you know, getting some people on the show that I haven't gotten on the show before. Um, hopefully, and then maybe some uh, repeat guests and and focus on some other topics that are more relevant to to current times and and real time. So look forward to that coming down the road is what I was trying to say. So nine minutes and 38 seconds in here. Now we're finally going to get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Like I said, route density 4.0. I love me some route density gosh, go back and listen to the other three episodes. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm not going to go. I I already spent nine minutes over, you know, over nine minutes talking about whatever, (laughs) you know, just a whole intro, excuse me. But what I want to focus on now is this part of route density is protecting your route density. So route density 4.0 is protecting your route density and I've touched upon this before, didn't really kind of package it in this way, but I've talked about it off and on, on maybe on Instagram, but definitely on YouTube about how every year, you know, I have to keep filling in my, my, my routes, keep uh, expanding from the inside and dissolving the outside, uh, you know, filling in the inside. So the neighborhoods that I'm super dense in and I have the most route density. I just keep growing in those neighborhoods every year um, organically. And, you know, some of me actually doing some extra promotions and different things like that. But every year I always grow a little bit in, in those neighborhoods or a lot like lately it's been a lot. So I have to, I have to, get rid of the outside. I have to dissolve the outside. You know, I, I have to keep growing from the inside because that's where it's the most profitable, you know, one neighborhood, 20 something yards, another neighborhood, 20 something yards. I mean, this, this is where you make the money for lawn maintenance anyway. I mean, you can, again, I've talked about this in nauseam before you can drive all over the place, all over town for a big $10,000 hardscaping jobs and things like that. That's, that's, you know, landscaping and all that that's that's a whole other thing but when you're just talking about lawn maintenance week after week you're showing up mowing people's lawns treating their yards all that kind of stuff you don't want to be driving all over town that's wasting money on such a low margin uh, service to begin with um, you know people just aren't going to pay as much to mow the lawn as they are to get a patio installed or a whole, whole landscaping bed you know taken care of or, or whatever you know installed or and so on and so forth those are just things that People value higher because they can 't really do it themselves or don't want to do it themselves or whatever where they can mow the lawn themselves they just don't want to so it 's just more of a convenience for them it 's a luxury service for them, so they 're not willing to pay the housekeepers and the lawn mower guys and girls uh, a whole lot of money to do something like that, but they are willing to pay more to put you know chemicals down their lawn to get rid of the weeds and make them make the grass nice and green and look beautiful as well as, like I said, all the landscape installs and things like that, designing and building and patios and all that stuff, they're willing to pay because they know that costs more, there's more skill involved, certifications, and ultimately it's just not something that they can do themselves. Um, some people can, obviously, and then, and then they, they might do it themselves. But the people that are paying to do it can't do it themselves, or they just don't have the time or want to do it themselves. Uh, so again, you can't afford to drive all over town just to mow someone's lawn or or even to treat their yards. I mean, you know, there's a little bit more forgiveness there because the margins are are so much better with treating yards, but you still want to keep that route dense. Uh, You still want to keep that, that, that route density. Yeah. You know, you, you want to, Keep everything as close together as, as you can and keep spreading out little by little that way versus driving all over the place, even for that, because you're still eating your costs with drive time. That's still labor and all that uh, and so on. But so I, I, I by default every year I protect my routes my route density by dissolving the outside, getting rid of the stragglers, the the people that are a little bit too far, far, far away, or they're just a pain in the neck. You know, maybe they're just a PETA customer and they're in a neighborhood that I'm already in. I just got to get rid of them because I can fill them with someone else in that neighborhood that is going to be not a PETA. Hopefully they're going to be a better customer. going to, they're going to pay more. They're going to uh pay faster. They're gonna be more appreciative and value the work and not nickel and dime and complain about every single thing, get out there kicking the grass around looking for the one blade of grass that got pushed over and, you know, pops back up. Oh, this wasn't cut. You know, like whatever nonsense. Like you don't need those people in your life, let alone in your business. You know, you have a whole bunch of little Karen's, a whole bunch of little man uh, managers trying to run your run your business in your life and it'll drive you insane. Trust me, I've been there done that after being burned out in retail management. Uh, for over 15 years and had a nervous breakdown and just completely quit and went all into lawn care, which I fortunately started part-time that prior year before I quit. So I had something to, to go, go by and went full-time and hit the, and never, never looked back ever since that was eight years ago and so on. So, but, so by default, I'm always getting rid of the PETA customers, whether they're far away or not. I am getting rid of, you know, the slow pay, you know, all all the, all the, all those things getting, getting rid of the bottom 20%, right. It's another way to look at it. Also another expression, another uh, philosophy and and mindset, our strategy. So, um, and, but also the people that are further away is the biggest thing. I mean, and it's the hardest thing when there's, when they're really good customers, you know, it's a really good, you really enjoy their yard, their location. The people are nice. They pay, on time, um, you know they they never complain. That maybe they even compliment you all the time, give you tips. So, I mean, you know, giving you drinks in the hot summer, like all this stuff. I mean, sometimes you have the best customers, but they're just a little bit too far. And and you had hoped the whole reason why you went out there. And when I say a little bit too far, like for me, that's like fifteen minutes beyond the last, like the closest, you know, yard, next neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like fifteen minutes away from there. So. That means it's probably 30 minutes away from my home base, you know, my storage and, and the whole area that, that the, my hub of where I do everything, you know, gas stations, equipment dealer, car washes, like I said, storage where I live, like all this stuff is all, that's where my routes are all surrounded by because they're all the same neighborhoods that I live in that I want to service those cookie cutter HOA homeowner association neighborhoods gives you a little more, um, uh, job security because The HOA rules, you can't have your grass all overgrown. You can't have it brown and dry. Um, They don't really care about weeds as much, you know, and all that, as long as you keep the weeds cut, you know. So, I mean, from a fertilization weed control standpoint, not a whole lot of job security there. But at the very least, the cheapest PETA customers in those neighborhoods, in order to live there and not get fined constantly and have to pay fees, fines um, because their yard is a mess, they have to the very minimum water their lawn, which will keep it growing and then have to have it cut. So if they don't want to cut themselves, then they'll pay you to cut. Of course, they're going to find, try and look for the cheapest person to cut it. And, you know, you shouldn't be that one. So if we all keep, you know, fighting that fight, then there will be no cheaper, you know, one or 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 the cheaper one will be, all of us charging 50 60 bucks or whatever instead of 35 40 bucks to actually be more profitable on that yard and they won't have a choice they're you know they'll they'll, they'll just like oh i'm getting the cheapest rate i'm getting you know 50 bucks that's as low as i can find and, and and if if we're all working together then 50 bucks would actually be profitable for that yard instead of oh i found a dude that will do a guy that'll do it for 35 bucks yeah forget that 50 bucks you know like like if we can stop doing that and work together that's what social media is about really helps out these podcasts i try to all of us try to talk about these kind of things raising your rates and knowing your worth and all that these these conferences like Brian's conference uh, all these things you know people getting up there guest speakers like Keith Kelfis and all them going up there talking about their experiences how they had to learn the hard way know their worth raise their rates you know offer better services don't take shit from customers like all of this kind of stuff get rid of the pitas we're always trying to lift everybody up and improve the industry improve our community through our community basically because there's a whole the industry's huge and a lot of them are not listening to us or watching us but the ones that are is the online community and that's who we can inspire to grow and get better and then through the community grow from the inside out the industry right? Just kind of push out the people that are not getting with the program. A lot of people are retiring because they're older and they've been doing this since day one, <clears throat> which I appreciate uh, all their efforts and literally building this industry on their back. Um, and and, and, and uh, But at the same time, things change and we have to evolve in technology and the younger generation. And that's the future of the industry. So we have to embrace that. We can't just be like, ah, social media, shmocial media, blah, blah, blah. Who needs that? Right. You know, like that's, that's not the, the, the right way because that's the future. It's here. We know that and so on. So through that, through social media, we can really communicate and help grow everyone so that we can hopefully get rid of these $35 cuts when they should be $50 cuts. And, and and those PETA customers will have no choice but to pay 50. They'll still be a PETA, but at least they'll be paying 50. And you just have to pick and choose how much you want to deal with from different people. You know, Ultimately... You can't have the per. not every, not every customer can be the quote unquote perfect customer, right? Some people are going to be, they're going to be a pain for here and there, and they're, everyone's going to have their weird issues. And you just have to, everyone has different tolerance, tolerance levels too, as business owners. So you have to be able to figure that out on your own and what, what you do and don't want to deal with. I mean, some, some, some guys I know are, are real hard asses and you know, they, they they're like, oh uh, yeah, that she, you know, she, she doesn't pull, pull that crap over on me, you know, like whatever, like, you know, it's, <clears throat> everyone has their things. I'm, I'm more of a softie. I don't want to even deal with that kind of stuff. So I just rather just get rid of them and, and just find the best people that I can. But again, I, there are still, I, I have a lot of people, you know, I have 90 something or not, I think 90, maybe exactly clients in total, but only 67 of them are mowing. I got rid of 10 of them. Some of them got rid of themselves and I got rid of the rest. Over this transitional crazy summer season of no labor and just tons of people wanting work and it's just just craziness, stressful and all that. So it allowed me to kind of pick and choose and find better clients, get rid of the, the crappy ones um, and, and all that, but then still having to reduce ultimately my workload <clears throat> because of staffing and labor and everything I have going on in my life and not wanting to affect content creating and trips with my family and college tours with my son and all this kind of stuff. I, I still want to be able to live my life and not have my lawn care business control my life. Like retail was controlling my life. I got a retail to control my life in, um, <clears throat> in, in my lawn care business to start my own business and be my own boss and have a little more control, a little less stress and so on. But in some ways it kind of rivals that, especially this year, as crazy as things have been, like I said, like I just said. So, but ultimately uh, you really have to take a look every year, like this time of year, towards the end of the year, you know, the off season, whatever, look at your client list, figure out who, you know, where where everyone is, obviously, who are the stragglers that like, like I started saying before, you know, you, you, you know, you're trying to maybe expand, you know, you, you take on someone like myself, I take on someone that's maybe 15 minutes, you know, further away from the, the the next closest yard, which ultimately is, like I said, 30 minutes away from the whole hub and all that kind of stuff um uh, my my hub of of everything and my ideal lawns and and yards and blah 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 I went kind of down a whole another rabbit hole there but it's still kind of tied in I think a little bit there but anyway uh you know y- you take them on I've taken them on over the years hoping that maybe I can grow in a new neighborhood right because sooner or later it, it becomes really slow growth in neighborhoods that you're heavily saturated in you know these y- these uh, neighborhoods that I have over, that I have 20 something yards in each of these different neighborhoods. I have three neighborhoods. Two of them are over 20. We have over 20 yards. The third one I have, uh, maybe 15, 16 yards, something like that. It's, it's between 10 and 20. I don't remember the exact amount. Um, but, it, you know, that's my next that's my third largest uh, HOA that that but it's really spread out, too. So it's a little bit more challenging than the other two neighborhoods that are more condensed. And we can just bang them out one after another and so on without even really having to load and unlo- unload and load all over again. Uh, so um, but then the other the rest of the yards are just kind of stragglers, just kind of wherever uh, in, in, in the general area, because. You know, when you have 20 something yards in in one neighborhood, it's like, okay, I already have this I have this this cul-de-sac is on lock. There's one random person over here that mows their own lawn or has some other random company come in just for that one lawn stinks for them. Hopefully they've got more, you know, down the street somewhere or in this HOA so they're not wasting their trip out here for one yard. Um, But, you know, I've got the whole cul-de-sac on lock over here, another cul-de-sac down the street on uh cul-de-sac on lockdown, the street over here, and uh, you know a bunch of houses on this street across over here, and you know all these things. Like you know, eventually it's like there's there's obviously still like hundreds of houses and other streets in that HOA that you can still get, but there's also a dozen other lawn care companies taking care of you know their own fifty or twenty to fifty you know clients in that particular. Uh, neighborhood so again eventually you 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 kind of reach that max where there's there's just no more customers left that are looking for lawn care you know for because they are they already have someone else or they are doing it themselves or they have you you know (laughs) and there's just no other options uh until people come and go you know someone else moves in or they build a new house which some of that's still going on but you know that that eventually ends too and, um, you know, so y- you just have to do the best you can with what you got. So ultimately, if you don't want to if you want to keep growing, you have to start venturing out of those particular neighborhoods, you know, and I try to find the next closest ones and go from there. And but it's like if you're not growing in there, it's just a waste of your time driving out there. And what you're doing is taking time away from your current neighborhoods that you're already very dense in and you don't want. So if someone contacts, you know, someone does move in, you know, or new house goes up and they contact you. Now you're like really like in a bind because you're maxed out, like you overextended yourself and you're driving, you know, 30 minutes round trip for a, a yard in a new neighborhood that you're hoping to grow in that you haven't grown in all season. And you could have easily picked up this new yard in the neighborhood you're already in that would have only taken you an additional 15 20 minutes um, j- just just to just to mow the lawn it takes you maybe 5 minutes or 3 minutes to get to that lawn or if it's not already right on the same street you're already on and you just ride your mower over and and knock it out while you're already there so you know it's so much more time efficient and profitable when you can keep adding yards right where you already are that should be obvious i'm sure anyone listening to this episode should already know that by now i've talked about that preached about that for so long but what i'm really trying to hammer in is protecting route density Do you
0: want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with Truckmate. Truckmate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed move from the tarp roll or allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. Truckmate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on Truckmate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Truckmate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast merch shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear.
1: Thank you, my friends. Getting rid of the the people that are a little bit too far that are out of like those neighborhoods point blank that you're dense in that, like I said, you were hoping to grow, them, but you didn't don't keep, don't hang on to those yards. It's hard, no matter how nice and beautiful the, their yard is in the neighborhood. And you're like, gosh, I wish this was my, my next 20 something, you know, neighborhood, uh, account neighborhood, but it's, it's, it's just not working. You know, maybe you can Maybe you can approach it again later on, but you don't want to hold yourself back in the neighborhoods you're already dense in. You want to keep growing those neighborhoods. Like I said, yes, eventually that will slow down to a crawl and might eventually stop where you only get maybe one phone call a season or something out of those neighborhoods because it's so saturated and you have so many yards already and there's just not people moving in or whatnot. But so you have to go out outside of there, but you want to make sure that you're reacting quickly. And 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 if if you do go out there somewhere else, and it's not working out, boom, you gotta you know maybe refer them to someone else that's that has more yards in that area, or just let them go at the end of the season or whatever uh, works for you best. And and just you know keep focusing, double back, double down back on the neighborhoods you're already in. Just the whole point is protect route density. I, I've been doing this. Like I said, year after year, there's always people that are too far. And it's like, man, I'm just driving out here 30, 45 minute round trip for this yard. that takes me 15 minutes. It's, it's such a waste. I'm almost like breaking even if that, you know, just for this one yard, I thought I was going to grow in this neighborhood. And no matter how many times I marketed and i am been in this yard week after week, been in this neighborhood, I mean, week after week for a whole season, you know, seven, eight months, nine months of just miscellaneous stuff. And and nothing nothing happened and nothing came out of it. So what? what I, I don't understand. Like you know what? There's no point in, in staying out there. So you have to you have to cut them off. You have to clean house and 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 try and focus on a, a new area or just refocus on marketing in the areas you're already in. So you can keep growing that. Like I said, from the inside out, keep filling that in. Uh, because it's just it's just going to be the most profitable. And and if you get yourself tied up and caught up with these yards that are far further away, then it's going to hurt you. You're from a time perspective, you know, trying to fit in more yards where you're already are the most profitable, the neighborhoods you're already in. And, and so I've been doing this for, for a while and, 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 and talking about it. Um, but I never really packaged it this way. Like I said, where it's protecting route density, it's just more been about protecting my sanity, right? Like these people are super annoying. Um, you know, the pitas, you know, are super annoying. And if they're far away, like, oh no, like that's a, you know, two strikes. Like I I can't, you know, I mean, I'm not even going to go for the third strike. It's like, you're far away and you're a pita. I'm not dealing with you. You got to go. Like So I I, I do that constantly, but even with the people in the routes within your, your neighborhoods that you're uh, really heavily dense in, you still have to kind of have those tough conversations with yourself too. take a look. Like who is really not working out you know and and because they're still taking up a space on your schedule even though they're in you know they're part of your route density they're in a neighborhood that you have 20 something yards in they're still taking that space and they're also taking that mental space they're stressing you out they're texting you all the time or emailing you or calling you or sometimes all of the above and they're just stressing you out beyond all belief and you're and you're all like well gosh they're next to like three other houses like It's still profitable, you know, but I mean, is it? I mean, technically it is, but they're, you know, on paper, like from a financial standpoint, yeah, like you, you know, knocked their yard out super fast. You're already there. You saved a lot of time. That's where the money's made. But man, they nitpick every little thing. They talk to you about nonsense. They call you after you left, said you missed a blade of grass. There's a, a, you know, a, a stick or a leaf on their, you know, back patio that, couldn't have blown on there after you left it had to have been you leaving it there and you know, not blowing it properly and all this stuff like uh, these are real stories, too. And I just ramble these kind of things off. These are all examples of stuff that has happened over the eight years. And it's ridiculous. All the Karens out there that just think the the world revolves around them and everything should be the way they think it should be. And there's no there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And they wonder why they have no friends and they're divorced and all this other stuff. Again, that might have came out harsh. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying there are, you know, those people that you just you just probably shouldn't be around those people, and there's a reason why those people don't have a lot of people in their life uh, that truly, you know, are whatever are 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 happy being in their life. And there's just people like that in the world, and you just have to separate yourself from them. It just is what it is, uh, because there's just negativity. Unless you're one of those people, then God bless you. But uh, anyway, the point is, you have to do what's best for your business, for your for your sanity. You know, I mean, if you're stressed out, it's going to affect everything in your life. You know that I shouldn't have to tell you that. You know, if you have family, uh, you know, spout, whatever, you know, friends, everything's just going to mess everything up. So whether they're far away, if they're far away, it's easier, you know, like, all right, well, they're, they're a PETA and they're far away. They're gone, done, bye. Like super easy. But when they're close and they're still a PETA, it is harder, but you just got to be honest with them and say, you know what, man, like seriously, you, you give me a hard time about every single thing. I really don't think this is a good fit anymore. Hopefully you can find another service that will be able to satisfy your needs. I mean, you don't necessarily have to say it all like that. You could try and make it a little bit less, uh, you know, like keep it a little bit shorter and more professional and just just ultimately tell people, hey, sorry, we're not going to be able um, to service your yard anymore. I just don't think we're the right fit, you know, like things like that. I mean, you don't have to, you know, be too specific Cause sometimes that backfires and then people will just start flipping out and complaining on all the social media and blasting you and giving you bad reviews and all this stuff or whatever. And you have to, you know, you still have to see them potentially every week if you're still taking care of other yards around them. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, people do that, to, have done that to me. They've just gotten rid of me because, I, you know, like they were super pitas and I did everything I could to deal with them in the most professional way possible. But then they basically just sealed their own fate. Like there was one lady that, um, you know, I I honestly was was uh, on the verge of getting rid of her to begin with. But again, I I say all of these things because you know I I take my own advice. I've struggled with these with these things myself over the years, and you know I I held on to her because there was already two or three or four or whatever yards already right around right in that on that cul de sac or whatever. You know we just knocked them out one two three four. And it's like, you know, she's a PETA, but man, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's money, right? We're here. It's, it's, it's easy money, <laughs> but is it, is it easy money? Cause you got to deal with her. So I mean, literally she, she was the one, you know, uh, you know, call, call you back. Um, you missed a leaf or we move on to, to, you know, we, we mow, trim and edge all of the houses one after another, and then come back and blow them all off one after another. So it's like, we move on to the, to another yard, couple of houses down, and we're mowing, trimming, edging, and she's like texting me, "Hey, I see you're already at the other houses, but you didn't blow anything off at mine." It's like, uh, uh, "Yeah, I know. We haven't blown any of the houses off yet. We do that last, you know. So we're not loading and unloading equipment. You know, we take everything off once—the mowers, the trimmers. You know, we do all that, and then we load them all back up, and then we grab the blowers, and we." and we blow everything off, then we load the blowers. Like, that's just how, how, how we do things to be efficient. You know, it's like, why should I even have to explain it to people? Right. But the, the annoying thing is she she said that multiple times. And I had to say, like I said before, you know, we haven't missed, we haven't forgotten to blow off your property once, you know, so just, just bear with me, you know, get cut, cut me some slack here. Like what we, we will be coming back. You know, like I said before, this is how we do everything. It's like, oh gosh. So like, that's just one of many things you know that that this woman would would just drive me insane about and I like i said I, I I was on the verge of getting rid of her but I was holding on to her because of all the things I was saying and she's right there and blah 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 but it is just stressing me out and it's stressing my guys out because they kind of have to get snippets of that here and there too I mean she's talking to me but it's like sometimes she grabs them if they're there and says stupid things or annoying things or I have to ask them to do something to follow up or whatever. And and they know that it's just her being a pain because they're like, w- I just did that, you know, or, or what, what, you know, whatever. Like they just know, like, you know what I mean? Without even, me complaining or them talking to her. They just know some of the things that I asked them to redo or take care of. They just know that that, 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 was, that, that was just dumb or something. And it's just this customer being annoying. You know, they, they just know because they've been doing it long enough and they're like, this isn't a normal thing or we just did this, but whatever. You know, I'm sure the customer complained or they're, they're blind or whatever, you know, they just know. That, but that wears on them too eventually, you know? So it's, you, you gotta think, factor all that stuff in, especially in, right now as hard as it is to find and keep good labor. You don't wanna be, driving them away with PETA customers you know you're already stressing you out and so on so but anyway this lady this lady just you know quit herself because she uh uh, her backyard was just a muddy mess all the time and we couldn't hardly even mow we couldn't even hardly use push mowers on on her backyard we had to trim a whole bunch and everything and she's like yeah i gotta i don't know what's going on i think i gotta install like some french drains or something or whatever and blah 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 that was just like a long process and, and i'm like all right that's fine we'll just trim and push mow, whatever we have to for your backyard. Fortunately it was a smaller sec you know, backyard so it wasn't that big of a deal, the section that we had to do that. But the whole rest I would use the big mower and it's perfectly fine, right? You use the mower that's gonna be the most efficient. Uh and but then ultimately you know and she thanked me for that blah blah blah. but then ultimately she was like hey can you just push mow the whole yard and i'm like ah and this is why i even hate pulling out the push mower like i don't even want to put on the truck sometimes because you get the PETA customers like that that they see it and they're like hey can you just push mow my whole yard i see you have it and it's like why aren't you using that it's like because that's the least efficient mower to use on the majority of the properties, you know, when they're like 10,000 square feet or more, you don't want to be walking around with a push mower and they don't leave like the best looking cuts and straight. You know, if you have a nice commercial, you know, uh, Toro or something, you know, a self propelled 21 inch mower, then yeah, that's going to give you a nice clean cut, but it's still these little tiny baby stripes. It just doesn't look as nice on a big yard as a 48 inch or 52 inch, you know, striped commercial mower makes those yards look small little postage stamp yards, I get it. Sometimes it's, 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 um, does more harm than good to have a big mower on, on those yards because you're turning around constantly and backing and all these obstacles and you end up just more tearing up the turf and you got all these big tire tracks back and forth. Like it's, you can't even really make stripes as good, um, on some of the smaller yards if you use a mower that's too big. So I I get all that, but she had a big yard and she's over here like, you know, like, oh, can you just push mow the whole yard? And, you know back to sometimes i hate even having a pulling the push more out but at the end of the day i'm going to do what i what i have to do i'm going to use the equipment that's going to get the job done right make it look good Uh, not damage it and all that stuff. But it is like I cringe every time I do that because I'm like, oh, gosh, I hope they don't get the wrong idea. Like, oh, I saw you push mowing the other day. Can you just do that all the time? It's like, no, I did it because your whole yard was like almost underwater and there was just no other way to get it done or whatever and blah, blah, blah. So um, this lady asked if we could do the whole thing. And I said, well, no, there's no need for that. It's going to take us a lot longer. It's not going to look as nice. You know, we can continue to push mow like after she had it all the backyard all fixed and stuff she was asking this i was like you know we can continue to push mow the backyard but we'll have to increase the rate because it's going to take us longer to use a smaller mower for that backyard you know the rate that i quoted you is to use the biggest mower we have on your entire property which takes a certain amount of time and that's where the price comes from and now if we have to increase that time by using smaller mowers or trimming a whole bunch of stuff different obstacles you've added in. Now you've increased our time by more than a couple of minutes. And now we have to increase our rate, you know, and I explained all that to her and she was like, all right, well, send me the, just send me the new rate or whatever. So I did. And then she comes back however many days or week later saying, you know, "Uh, thanks for the quote. I got a quote from someone else that will do it for, that will push mow the whole yard for less. Like for whatever she said, whatever the amount was, I don't even remember, you know, say, say it was like 50 bucks, you know, for 50 bucks. And I'm over here saying, well, it's going to be 55 bucks for us push mowing the back and using the big mower for the rest of your yard. And I've in- increased your price to 55 or whatever, you know, and she's like, well, I found someone else that will do the whole thing with a push mower for 50. So, you know, but, but we would like to stick with you. If you can match that price, that would be great. Um, and I said, uh No. I'm not push mowing your whole yard. And two, I'm not lowering my price either. Like, it's just like a double whammy of things that you're asking for me right now. And I said, I'm not sure what the business model is for this company uh, and how, you know, how they're able to sustain that and be profitable. But I know my numbers for my company and we can't sustain, we can't make money and be profitable and sustain a business doing those kind of things for those prices. So I, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't. And she just responded, that's unfortunate. Um, I wish you all the best. And, you know, I thought to myself, I don't think it's unfortunate. I mean, it's unfortunate for you because you don't have me, but, you know, hopefully these other people do a good job. So, whatever so she she got rid of herself so but I mean I, I still have all these customers all around her so we're there every week and I never even see her I never really saw her before either and to, unless she was coming out to complain about something unnecessary uh or, or ask for for free stuff or whatever oh can you trim this too while you're here or whatever nonsense you know how it goes. Potentially you do, but if you don't, you you, you will. Um, but you need to make sure you stay on top of that stuff and don't allow those pitas to control you. Don't allow them to mess up your route density. You just come in, you do your thing. If I did see her, I would, I would wave. I'd be cordial if she waved, whatever. Like I'm doing my job. It is what it is, you know. You got to do what you got to do. You got to protect your route density. So that's what I have uh, for this episode. Hopefully... Um, you got some value in there. I just really wanted to focus on that because it's you know the end of the year coming up in the end of the year, and uh, I think that's another important factor of route density. It's one thing to, I mean, it's it's all about. It's great to talk about route density and and what that means, and um, you know, focusing on building that and growing that, but you also have to protect that. And you can't let you know these straggler people pull you away from increasing your route density. Um, You can't let these PETA customers stress you out in those routes and potentially take a spot, like I said, from someone that could be better for you and for your company um, in that same route. So you got to protect that route density, because another bad thing is you'll start, you know, you might start taking that out on some of the other customers, like like the customers surrounding that PETA customer. You know, now you're like in a rush, you're trying to hurry up and get the heck out of there before this, this person, you know, gives you another, you know, more of a hard time or, you know, before they come home or whatever, you know, like it, it just really, it really messes with you. It really weighs you down and kind of affects your entire perspective on everything. And, 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 and that's, that's going to ultimately, um, you know, uh, not hurt, harm, whatever it's, it's, you know, it, it it's ultimately going to affect your, your, the other, people that you have the other accounts that you take care of you know in that say on that same street or neighborhood or whatever um and that's and that, that's not that's not good that's not good for them and then they might be like noticing that you're just not really the same or giving it your all or seem rush or whatever like you know it's just it becomes a, a, a snowball effect and it just gets out of control so you got to get rid of the the, the, the PETA customers. You got to get rid of the people that are far away. And if they're both, that may, should make it a lot easier. Um, but because you got to protect that route density so that you can stay as profitable as possible when it comes to lawn maintenance. All right, guys, thanks for listening to my rant again here. This was a little bit longer of an IBG episode than I was planning at 20 minutes in. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm making good time. And here we are over 40 minutes. And you know, I spent nine minutes you know, just going on and on about all kinds of stuff. Uh, channeling my inner uh, Caleb Baum in there. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. Got We got to give each other, everybody a hard time here. It's Mr. Producer Podcast. Uh, it's one big happy family. Um, but I didn't say it was going to be short and sweet because I know what happens when we say that. <laughs> Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. This has been
0: an LCR Media and Mr. Producer Production.